Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bove and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. All right, so first thing, Matt, on Wednesday, the Bills announced that they would not activate wide receiver Justin Shorter. He -hmm. is going to stay on injured reserve for the rest of the year. Now, you know, he's not a guy that's contributed or helped in any way. But, of course, the immediate reaction from many fans is, I can't believe he can't be better than Trent Sherfield. I can't believe he oh. can't be better than, John, than Deontay Hardy. I can't believe they wasted a fifth-round pick. Can we please pump the brakes a little bit here? Okay? Yeah. Well, Justin, it'd be, it would be great if Justin Shorter, if we knew he could step on the field as a fifth-round pick and just be amazing right away. Mm-hmm. Folks, he's been on injured reserve all year. He's had literally, literally three weeks of NFL regular season practices and zero, zero NFL game experience. This team needs to win, and then they're hopefully going to be in the playoffs. What do you expect that this guy would actually be able to do? Now, don't tell me, well, he's got to be better than Sherfield or Hardy. No, he doesn't have to be actually better than Sherfield or Hardy. No. I I think it's just a complete overreaction to go that route. Now, that said, it stinks for Justin Shorter that he can't play the rest of this year. It it amounts Mm -hmm. essentially to a redshirt year. But the Bills do mm-hmm. have some issues at wide receiver and in the passing game right now. So I understand that folks want <laughs> something more out of it. It would have been coaching malpractice to have somebody come back and be making their first NFL start in a game that the Bills absolutely need to win. And then if they do win, trying to figure things out as you go in the playoffs. That doesn't make any sense. And I know people are fed up with Trent Sherfield. I know people are fed up fed up with Deontay Hardy. And a lot of people don't understand the usage of Stefan Diggs, and that's something we can talk about too. But the answer is not bringing in a fifth-round pick who has not been available up until earlier this month and thinking that he's going to be a difference maker. I think back to... I don't know. There's been so many different times where these guys just take a little bit longer to get acclimated than you originally thought they were going to be. Wide receiver is one of those positions where it's hard. I know it's the concepts are pretty simple. It's like, well, go run your route or go find space or go get open. But the ability and the talent that these guys have, it's not as simple as that. So yeah, the the Justin Shorter discourse to me has been a little bit strange on social media. I just it, it, it honestly caught me off guard. And I think the only reason I'm even thinking about Justin Shorter is because of the social media comments about him potentially coming back. Yeah, I listen. And ask yourself this. If you are one of the people I'm kind of talking about here to think, oh my God, I can't believe it. He's got to be better. Why aren't they using this guy? I'd love to see him out there. He's got to help. 
ask yourself this question and be honest, okay? What if they did that? What if they put Justin Shorter out there and got rid of, I don't know, Hardy or Sherfield, and Justin Shorter completely wasn't ready and made some huge mistake? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to admit that then saying what, or would you be the first person to say, I can't believe they played that guy in this situation. You can't have it's, it both ways. Right. I mean, no, it's, it, no. And, and I, again, Hey, and why the, the next question might be asked, why they open his, his window? Well, I could tell you why I would say, because you don't know if you're going to have an injury. And if you mm-hmm. do have to put him in, you don't want him just going in with three days of practice. At least he had a, a ramp up of three weeks. Also, Matt, they have Andy Isabella on the practice squad. He can be mm-hmm. elevated every single week during the postseason. They also have Tyrell yeah. Shavers on the practice squad, Tyrell Shavers. And I thought he looked good in preseason. He might be further along than Justin Shorter. Yeah. I also think that you brought up the practice squad. Is it? I don't want to assume anything. Leonard Fournette's going to play against Miami, right? Doesn't he just kind of have you, to? Why, why would he have to? He didn't play last week. I, which is a mistake. He should have played last week. I am I am totally on board if they decide that he starts instead of Leonard not starts but he gets the snaps that Latavius Murray was getting. Okay, I mean, Latavius but, but Murray. It's not about snaps. It's not about snaps. It's about roster management and numbers. So it, 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 this is not come down. I don't disagree with you that yeah, like given one, I mean, one. You have what? a free. You have you have a free call up for the practice squad. What do you need Latavius Murray active on game day for? Hold on one second. Okay, it's not what you need. You have to put yourself in the situation of the team when you think about these. I'm not – I get what you're saying. I, I do. I am totally understand it. Mm-hmm. Latavius Murray is an 11-year veteran who's a captain on this team who was signed for late season, being there, in the locker room, all of that. I think it would be an awful look in that locker room if they made him inactive for Leonard Fournette. Now, that said, they did that with Von Miller. So I, I guess you going to literally just say they did it with Von Miller. <laughs> I know. I know. So you know what? Maybe I'll retract it a little bit, but I think that's why, Matt. I think that's why. It's also not that Latavius Murray's been horrible this year. He wasn't good last game, and no, there's been times no. where he's been decent. There's been times where he hasn't. Von's been completely ineffective, right? Completely uh-huh. ineffective. So I think that's your answer. So it's not that it, if you're going to call him up, that's fine. But I still don't know where you have room for four running backs. Well, and I don't who, think you, you only, do. You only I, get you still only get forty eight guys active. I understand that. I'm just saying I don't think you need to have Latavius Murray and Leonard Fournette active. I don't think you have to have Latavius Murray active. In the last game, he had one target, which was a drop on third down, and one carry, which was third and one, and he failed to pick it up. And I understand that, like there have been times when he has made flash. I don't want to say splash plays. I feel like that's probably a little bit too excessive. At the beginning of the year, he looked like he had some juice and he looked like he could be a viable option as a depth running back for this team. That has not been the case for several weeks now. Leonard Fournette is somebody who on big stages has performed. And even with only the small sample size we have, I trust him in those short yardage situations far more than I trust Latavius Murray because Latavius Murray has had multiple opportunities this year to pick up those short yardage situations and has not been able to do it. It's part of the reason why Josh has so many rushing yards because they're more confident with him inside the one or the two yard line than they are just turning around and handing it to a running back. And in the short term, that's fine. In the long term, though, it's probably not your best interest to continue to hammer your quarterback into five or six 300-pound guys when you could just have a running back do it. So if they're willing to sit Von Miller, which they are, and they obviously are trying to win games, why do you think they haven't done it? Um, That's a good question. I don't know. I'll give you one reason it could be possible, too. 
Sure. Maybe they don't trust him in pass protection, and Latavius Murray's really good there. Yep, that's fair. But I also think that this is an even bigger picture conversation of why can't James Cook just be on the field more, right? <laughs> why can't why can't Dalton Kincaid? I understand it's a pass protection thing, but one of them is an actual weapon in the passing game, yep, and one yep. of them really is not. So if it's for a strictly protection standpoint, but I don't know. I, I know Kincaid finally outsnapped Knox in the last game, but since he came back, obviously, like why is James Cook not an eighty percent of snaps guy as opposed yeah. to you know splitting it up a little bit more? You are your most dangerous when he's on the field. He's a Pro Bowler. I know I just said the Pro Bowl is a joke, but like clearly he's got good numbers. Clearly he's productive. Well, on that note, you asked it earlier, so I'll ask you: Why has Stefan Diggs' usage gone down? This is the great mystery we're trying to figure out. It's not just his production. It's also his snap counts, which obviously has been a big talking point this week. Yeah, so I noticed, and I'm sure most people who are probably watching the game on TV, but when they came out of the half against the Patriots on Sunday, Mm -hmm. I'm looking around and I'm like, where's Diggs? I was like, where is he? It doesn't make sense. And then I look and he's standing there on the sideline and he's just standing by the heater and he's chit-chatting with people. He's talking to coaches. He's talking to other teammates. They move down the field. They get into the end zone. He was the first guy out on the field celebrating with them, but he did not play that drive. And that was not uncommon for the game. He only played, what, 65% of the snaps, you said? It was not an insane – it's not – ridiculous when you look at the grand scheme of things, because there's a lot of games where he gets around that like 75, 80, 70% snap count range, but it's the snap counts and it's the production because we have not seen Stefan Diggs go off in what a month and a half, two months, seven targets for four catches in 26 yards. That is imagine a year ago having a Stefan Diggs stat line like that. And we've now had it for like a month and a half in a row. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. He, there's something going on there. But I would add, if Josh Allen was a little more accurate on the deep ball, we're not having he this conversation. Yeah, he would add 110 yards and a touchdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a good point. And, and, but I mean, his targets are a little down for him, but they're not like really bad. He still had 11 targets, I think, twice over the last, over that time period. So double digits, <clears throat> excuse me, and then a seven and an eight, I think, in there, if you look. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think some of this is on Josh. Where his produ- the production part is on Josh a little bit. It's on Stefan. It's on Josh. It's on everybody. Fast protection. The usage is what's the mystery of why he's being taken off the field in situations where he normally would be on the field, even though maybe at the end of the day, I guess, like you said, you could look to the overall percentage, but you're right. He, I think it was six plays, actually, he missed in that mm. um, to start the half. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he went in right away. Oh, it was that yeah. first drive, first six plays. It was I the think first drive. Was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and the week before that, again, if Josh hits him, on a deep ball over the top where he underthrew it. We're also not having this conversation, which is wild because to me, that's been part of the issue with his production is the quarterback. Yeah, I think so too. 
I, I've heard a couple people say like, oh, you want him fresh for the playoffs. Oh, you want him fresh for like late games. I think that's nonsense. This is the playoffs. If you really are buying into what they're saying, the last month has been a playoff game every time that they play. This is when you need him. And it's not like these last two games have been, okay, we know we're going to win by the fourth quarter and we're just going to give these guys some rest. Like they were playing to try and win a game against the chargers and against the Patriots. The last time they had the ball in their hands. So I still think that if they need a big play, Stefan Diggs is going to be the guy that they look for. We saw that in the chargers game on a crucial third down, Josh rolls to his right hits Diggs on the sideline for a really pretty play. I still think that's the guy they have the most trust in, but I also think maybe there's something to be said about, it's an easy conversation to say, why don't you force the ball to digs more, right? Because when he gets the ball, sure. he's your best producer. But I think sometimes when you're forcing the ball to him is also when we've seen Josh make those kind of head scratching mistakes of why were you doing that? And I think that's what they are trying to avoid. So I think they're trying to stop forcing the ball to digs because they're also then not forcing the mistakes that they've had at other points this year. And that's why, even though they've still been a bit of a concern, they've been a little bit more. I guess they've been limited the last month or so. The interceptions have not been as big of an issue as they were for that middle part of the season. Also on Wednesday, we learned that no surprise, Russell Douglas defensive player of the week in the AFC, mm-hmm. very deserving, obviously for the game that he put together, but I think it just speaks to the overall point of, you know, how big of an addition he's been. And in this game, again, you know, this is another game where the bills are going to have to be, you know, on top of things in their secondary with the way that Miami could throw the football, even without Waddle, Cedric Wilson's a good player, Tyreek Hill, obviously, with that kind mm-hmm. of speed. Um, now, Rasul Douglas isn't the kind of guy you're going to necessarily be shadowing around the field with on Tyreek Hill, but no. I'm, I'm, I'm confident in what I've seen from this guy. You know, the Bills didn't even have him the first time around. They no. had Tredavious Wade, obviously, got hurt in that yeah. game, but I really, I'm, 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 I'm so confident in seeing Rasul Douglas back there each and every week when it comes to the secondary right now. Yeah, the thing for me is with Russell Douglas and obviously with the secondary, I feel like the secondary, even though it is not what it once was, well, the secondary as a whole, I think, has actually been pretty good. The safeties in particular, I think they've started to play a little bit better than they were for the middle portion of the season and early parts of the season. And to have Russell Douglas and Christian Benford, I think those are two viable options for you. Like very could just be your starters next year, and I think you would be very okay with that. The safeties are the ones you got to figure out long-term, but right now you're absolutely okay with Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. So for me, it's Tyree Kill, obviously Tua. We don't know who's going to play. The thing that makes the Dolphins so effective offensively is how quick Tua is able to get the ball out of his hands mm-hmm. and how he can find those spots. And Tyree Kill is such a freak athlete that he can get to those spots, and it's just completely timing. Well, if the offensive line is as banged up as it has been for the last several weeks and the Bills' defensive line is able to win their battles – that should be a recipe for the Bills secondary to make some plays. And that's what Roswell Douglas has been able to do. Ed Oliver has been a freak. Leonard Floyd has been exceptional. Greg Rousseau has been really good. I mean, even Kingsley Jonathan and Puna Ford have been making plays the last couple of weeks. So when you're getting those guys in a mismatch like they should have this week, that should allow the secondary to make a couple splash plays. And I think with the injuries here, if this is a game where the Bills win the turnover battle, I would be really surprised if they don't win. Like this is a game for me that if the Bills lose, it's because they turned the ball over and made mistakes. But if the Dolphins are doing that, then I think the Bills ultimately win. Uh, it's it's a great segue because you actually just stole. You already answered. You already. Here's how good you are, Matt. You already answered oh, yeah. 
something I was going to ask you. 